It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. One to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here. A grand slam from Miguel Cabrera. He's got two goals. Marking in on goal. Scores! His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. <laughs> and shine folks good thursday thursday morning to you it is the 29th day of february 2024 we welcome you here to x's and bros on the michigan sports and network ben glaze ryan elke anthony bellino all joining you thank you for joining us no matter who you are where you are how you may be listening all across the great state of michigan and in northwest ohio and worldwide on the iheart radio app we say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And, of course, we encourage you. Join the program at any time. You can text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21000 Sports Radio. The 21000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 866-838-4843. That's 866-838-4843. 866-838-HUGE. You can tweet us at XP Mornings, Facebook us, X's and Bros, and of course, uh, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN, streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. Add a dot com to that to find our website, XP Mornings. Gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And find us all individually on Twitter. Ben Glaze is at the Ben Glaze. Ryan Elke is at Ryan L underscore key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Gentlemen, good morning to, uh, to both of you. How are we today? Good morning. What's going on? Well, uh, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Uh, yeah, like, not a whole lot in sports. Yeah, what was on your television <laughs> last night? I uh, just put on the old uh, classic Seinfeld. Seinfeld, okay, yes. Seinfeld guy. Yes, well, that's something do- I something I watch when I uh, try to go to sleep. Oh, really? Yeah. Puts, so like puts, puts me out. Puts you out. Puts yeah. you to sleep. Okay. Yeah. All right. We can, uh, I can, I can live with that. So you're a, you're a, you're a TV guy, uh, in the bedroom. Yeah. Uh, it turns my brain off. So I get, I get focused on, you know, what's on the TV and all the thoughts go away. Wow. That's pretty. So I'm one of those, I'm one of those people that I don't have anything on when I sleep. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Not even like a fan or anything for noise. No, no noise. Oh, wow. No noise. When I lay down and close my eyes, that's it. I'll see everybody tomorrow. Damn. Yeah. 
That's nice. Yeah, it's a it's a blessing. Well, the key is I was listening to an interview. A guy was in the, uh, I think he was in the 82nd Airborne, and they were going overseas. Uh, they were going to drop in behind the German lines. Okay. And uh, he was talking about how like how to get rest in, in that kind of environment. And he said the one thing that they told them there that he's always kept with him is relax your face. Huh. He said once you relax your face, you can fall asleep anywhere. But the key is, you know, because you get so tense, you know, it's your jowls and your cheeks and everything. He's like, relax yeah. your face. You'll fall asleep. And I said, well, okay, I'll try that. And uh, sure enough, yeah, it works. Wow. It works. Exhale, relax your face. <laughs> right out. <laughs> See ya. Have See you tomorrow. That. Yeah, it's worth a shot. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I'm just here to lend a helping hand. Right. No, I, that's, that's really what it is. Let me. Take all my uh, all my ex- my life experience here and see if I can uh, uh, you know pass this on and I'm sure somebody in the military's heard that before, right? Somebody who listens to us who's who's you know been in the service they know they they know what I'm talking about for sure they got it. Um, but yeah, last night kind of a really uh, really interesting night in the world of sports just because not really a lot going on. Yeah, uh, it was definitely a night for. Uh, for national national broadcast, we had a doubleheader of uh, shooty hoops on TNT. Uh, you might have watched some uh, some Big Ten basketball. Uh, they got this Connect kid in Tennessee that is just going crazy. I don't know if you've heard of this guy. His last name is K N E, like C H T Connect, however you spell it. And he is lightning. This guy is awesome. Holy smokes, is he good! Like he he can get buckets, he can put the ball on the floor. Like this guy can do everything. Uh, so we'll have we had that last night. Couple NBA games. Lakers with a massive comeback win against the Clippers. Lakers and LeBron fighting for their uh, playoff seeding lives. The Clips, on the other hand, uh, you know they it's the Clippers, right? I mean, like, look, if James Harden is your go-to. Uh, and they have Kawhi and Paul George, too, so it's not as if that, that's the only person they have. But when it's just James Harden, you don't stand a chance. He, the guy's not a winner. He's never won anywhere. He doesn't know how to win. Doesn't know. It, he's just, it's never happened. If you want to debate me on that, just show me the uh, show me exactly where the W's are at, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Let's get to uh, Mark and Gun Lake, who is on the Meyer Supercenter guest line, 866-838-HUGE. What's going on this morning, Mark? How are you, my friend? I there have to have been a few thousand people whose minds were finally made up last night after that game in LA. Who was the best of all time? I could not believe that. Did you watch any of that game last night? I didn't make it to the fourth quarter. I saw LeBron had nineteen in the fourth. He was he, he was incredible. I mean that that was just I I finally made up my Vinny Johnson's my favorite of all time. I mean he would you know the best six man I think ever. Maybe McHale can say something about that but lebron james last night was just unbelievable I, that guy he when he gets focused and he gets um just determined to do whatever he wants to do he'll do it and he's what what is he is he 40 yet or not he is uh what is he 38 yeah i think 30 he's 30, 38 old. this is 20 20th season in the league 38 that was just, I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but he, he just couldn't do anything wrong. I mean, he was just spectacular. And Jordan, you know, there are, there's all the others, but this guy, when he hits 40,000 points, that's it. I mean, he's, he's the best. 
and and I really don't like him. I I didn't like him when he wait a minute. You think LeBron's better than Jordan? You think LeBron's better than Jordan? Yes. Yeah. Defensively, I think he's better too. So, but by the way, update on the Griffins. They won again last night. So I'm. Are you still going to have the Griffins coach on tomorrow morning? Or Uh, now we're going to have we're going to have the Griffins coach on this morning, Mark and Gun Lake. This morning. Oh, this morning. Eight thirty-five. I threw it. I. When I uh, texted Waddy, uh, Dan Watson, I said, hey, tomorrow, you know, Friday, whatever, you know, whatever's good with you. He's like, you, you pick. And he's like, it's your show. You pick. Oh, and he cool. said, oh, Waddy, stop it. You, you tell me what's convenient for you. He said, no, whatever. I'm good with either one. I said, 835 tomorrow. He said, thumbs up. So I sent him a voice memo and I was oh. all, I was all jacked up. I was all hyped up because that was all taking place while I was going to go see his former uh, his former comrade, uh, Derek Lalone. So it was uh it was a it was a it was a whirlwind of hockey yesterday is what it was. Yep, three to two Griffins last night. So they were they they were they're on a roll. So but okay, well I want to listen to your uh your show, so I gotta get going. Have a have a great day and we'll talk to you later. All right, Mark and Gun Lake, thanks for the early blasphemy this morning. Um, you know, as a as a Michael Jordan truther here, uh I do not take the uh I don't take the Jordan slander very well. Look, I mean it's just uh, it's a, it's different eras. So LeBron can be the best of of his era. Um, you know, Kobe's era, kind of in between. You know, maybe their their run, if you will. Uh, but Kobe was definitely the best player in the league uh, at one point, and prior to that, I think it was I think it was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan carries you all the way to ninety eight. Uh, Kobe Bryant takes over uh, in that in that stage there, and then maybe LeBron uh, in you know twenty twenty ten maybe, and yeah, that's that's but yeah, I, I, MJ is my guy. I can't I can't go against Jordan. But that's just a personal thing. We'll step aside when we return. Uh, what's on the docket tonight? Well, Michigan hoops. We'll talk about it next year. X's and Bros. Michigan Sports Network. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the Sharp Dressed Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. The Freddy the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddythepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddythepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference. Thank you. 
You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here, X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, all across the great state of Michigan and the Northwest Ohio and worldwide of the iHeartRadio. By the way, I was talking about Dalton Connect from Tennessee, this Connect kid, at 39 last night against Auburn. Wait till you see this guy. Tall, kind of lanky. Um, I, I, I don't want to say Gordon Hayward build, but uh, he's got yeah he's he's got some juice. This guy's got some he's got some of that go as they like to say, and uh, he can he can really play, boy. He can fill it up. Uh, it's great to have you with us this morning, and we got a lot to get to. A double whammy of coaches this morning. Kyle Barlow, the coach. Uh, the only team in the top five in the max standings to win on Tuesday night, his Ohio Bobcats. We'll talk to him about uh, about shooty hoops and stuff. Grand Rapids Griffins head coach, my good friend uh, Dan Watson, will join us coming up at eight thirty-five, and uh, that'll be a lot of uh, very exciting because it's really interesting that I just you know yeah I mentioned Dan Watson. I say Dan Watson, and who do I get a text from? Dan Jones. The Dan Jones. And you might be thinking, well, who's Dan Jones? Dan Jones is the uh, strength and conditioning coach in Toledo uh, on the hockey side of things. He sent me a message because he had heard um, he had heard our interview with Mickey Redmond yesterday afternoon. And he was uh, he was all excited. So yesterday after the after the morning show here, I had to drive to uh, Motor City Casino and I was helping out uh, a friend of mine on his program uh, from from noon to two. And it, the, it was at the Detroit Economic Club's uh, lunch uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. And so um, Steve Eiserman was there. Derek Lalone was there. Uh, Mickey Redman, Ken Daniels were both there. Mo Sider was there. Alex DeBrinkett, Dylan Larkin, and so on and so forth. Like it was, uh, it was a, it was a, it's a big deal. And, uh, you know, obviously when they have a they have a morning skate and then they're trying to get over there because they had some media availability yesterday as well. You know, all those folks are trying to hustle up, get over to Motor City. Luckily, everything's, you know, relatively close at this point. And then, you know, from there they get uh, they get lunch and uh, then, you know, everybody gets to uh, go their separate ways and carry on with the rest of the day. But to, to do that in the middle of the season on an off day between two games, that's pretty uh that's a big ask, uh, but they were they were all there. Uh, they were all there. They were uh, in, an absolute pleasure uh, to you know hang out with and, and talk to you. Know, you try not to bother them too much, uh, but Mickey Mickey sat down and you know hopped uh, threw a headset on and got on the radio with us yesterday afternoon. And he is uh, he is just such a such a lovable character, such a special man. He was telling a story about uh, back in the day when they were playing the Broad Street Bullies and they had six bench clearing fights and. Uh, he, you know, reliving, reliving some of those moments uh, and, you know, what was taking place this past weekend in Chicago with Chelios and the amount of star power that was in the building uh, for that, because that's, you know, the guy was just friends with everybody. It, it's just, can you imagine me and Chris Chelios in the 90s in Chicago? Like, can you imagine living that life? I can't. I mean, we're talking the big, like the, the cell phone that's the size of the shoe, you know, on the side of your head, that big brick. You know, probably driving some sort of Corvette or something like that. Like I, I, I just can't imagine. I cannot imagine, especially in that city. Your friends, your friends are like Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan. Like what? What kind of? What is going on here? You know, because everything was so, uh, so mysterious back then. 
you know, now every player's got a Twitter and an Instagram, so it's, it's kind of like we're desensitized to it. Uh, but back then, you had no idea what these guys did for fun. You didn't know where they were going. You had no idea. Like, you know, how many of you in the 90s have even heard of half these places where some of these people are traveling to? And now you get, uh, you get photos, videos, all kinds of stuff. Everything is just uh, a lot more accessible in today's world. Uh, so that's uh, it's pretty, pretty cool. And pretty, uh, pretty cool. And I, I did, uh, you know, Dan Jones did, did just tell me that it was Derek Lalone um, who originally hired him at the Walleye 10 years ago. You know, so that that's awesome. That, I didn't, I did not realize that. Uh, I didn't know that uh, Newsy was the, uh, he was the guy. Dan Jones, he's uh boy, he's, he's, that's, that's a large human too. He's not a, He's not someone you'd cross. I mean, he's just built like a, but that's what he does. I mean, the guy lifts weights for a living, you know, he's, but it's not just weights. It's, it's about the conditioning. It's about the mental of it all. And uh, the team, the program definitely took the, a step in the right direction when they added that element and invested in that element into their players. And uh, so to be able to, you know, see coach alone, it's just so, it, it's so interesting. It was such a full circle kind of moment. Um, to be able to see him in that capacity. He's the same guy. He's the same guy as he was in Toledo. He's just a little busier now. And, you know, he's the same guy that, you know, you're doing interviews with him post-game in a hallway for TV or for radio, and they're cutting the sticks and the carts going down the hallway and people are hooting and hollering. And you're like, I, I can't, what, I don't even know if I can use any of this. Um, it's, he's the same guy. And that's that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun to see that it all uh, sort of worked out and uh you know the big smile you know that he gave me and that conversation is you know it's it's fun it's a it's it's a good time steve eiserman's awesome um that was a childhood hero don't fanboy act like you belong here don't be an idiot but i mean i wanted to hug him i didn't i didn't don't worry but i thought about it I was like, steve steve come here come here steve Thank you. Thank you, childhood hero. Thank you. Uh, but that's uh, that one of those moments where it's kind of like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, this is, I didn't know what we were doing. I didn't know who was going to show up. And then, of course, Ken Daniels, Mickey Redmond, those kind of guys. And the players were great. Uh, the players, they were they were hilarious. Uh, I really enjoy the, the personality of most cider. Um, you know, I think that, you know, Dylan Larkin, I think he can kind of see what's in front of this team. And then Alex Debrink, it's like, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. It's great. Uh, you know, somebody had asked him about in like the Q&A about, uh, you know, was he on the phone a lot with Patrick Kane? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, but, you know, Patrick wanted to come here because he could see. But he's like, yeah, no, I texted him every like every day. And I'm like, that's awesome. How great is that? Like, that's, uh, you know, we love that. And that's what's going to continue to happen as this team continues to have success is that these guys are going to reach out to some other guys uh, that are going to hit the free agency market. Or, you know, that might be in a different situation uh, that they know that it would be guys that would be good fits for the locker room. And it's very interesting how, like, that's what Dan Campbell's talked about is the, the premise and the building block and the base of what they're looking for, the interview process. You know, who are, who's going to be a good guy for the room? Who's going to be a high character guy? Who's going to fit the culture? And it's interesting that the Red Wings are kind of taking the same uh, sort of approach. Eiserman talked about that yesterday. Like, no matter what, what happens in the next you know week like he's 
he's going to fit in like this, but this player has to fit in. And for me, like, I just thought that that was uh, a pretty, a pretty big telltale, pretty big telltale sign of, you know, what they are actually looking for. And we have a pretty good example of what works at the NFL level. There seems to be a lot of carryover in a lot of the same ideology of, you know, this is how you build a team here. And it seems to work and guys are feeding off of it. Guys are, you know, they're they're enjoying it, and this is a, this is a great stretch. They're, I mean, they're right back in action tonight, and it's a it, they got a big game tonight, folks. They got the New York Islanders tonight, and island and and Islanders team uh, that is, you know, I wouldn't say nipping at the heels, but they're they're pretty close, right? An Islanders team that's still got something to play for. You know, we're definitely still in that mode, and. You know, we'll see. They got 62 points. They're not out of the hunt just yet. They catch fire like the Wings have had. They could find themselves in a in a wild card spot. But every game matters. Every game matters right now. And for this team right now, uh, one of the best parts about the conversation, Lalone said yesterday you know, he wasn't really a big fan of the shootout in overtime because they asked him about changing overtime. And he's like, you know, the coaches have figured out, you know, we, we figured out a new strategy that, you know, people are upset about. But he's like, last year, I wasn't that big of a fan of shootouts. He's like, this year, a little different. I like shootouts. He's like, we have, we got a few different players on this team this year that I'm not, I, I like that. I don't fear those shootouts anymore. And they're 2 0 this year uh, in the, uh, in the shootout victories. We're going to step aside when we return. We'll talk about this brand new college football playoff format. We got an update on that, and it's awful. I'll tell you about it next year. X and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, Yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Brown's Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from IMPACT Power Sports and the Huge Show. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. 
Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports. And never great to have you ride along with us here on this thirsty Thursday morning. As always, you can join the program on a myriad of our topics or any topic you may have. Give us a dial, 1-866-838-4843, 1-866-838-4843. Come on, 866-838-HUGE, or text the keyword Sports Radio and send that to 21000. And uh, shoot us a text to let us know uh, what you're thinking. Obviously, it's a, a big night tonight. Red Wings hockey back in action, taking on the New York Islanders later on this evening. Uh, Michigan basketball will also be taking place. Uh, there is a Michigan basketball game. Yes, I know. I know it's difficult to understand, like understand at some point, but at 830 on FS1, uh, you will get Michigan uh, versus Rutgers. More on the Big Ten uh, scoreboard and what happened last night. But first, let's get to this story. Sources are saying that this 14-team college football playoff has momentum. So you mean to tell me that we went from a two-team national championship BCS format to a four-team format that took us how many years to instituting a 12-team playoff that's going to be changed damn near immediately? I, and this is This is crazy. What is going on? The executive director, Bill Hancock, said last week there is a need for the deal to be done within the next month. Since the inception in 2014, when the college football playoff created the four-team model for a sport with five major conferences, this has been a little uncomfortable, right? So, and we've seen it change. You needed the conference championship game, and then you didn't. You need to win your conference, then you didn't. Uh, that's why I always joke around and call it the invitational, because that's what it is. You get invited. You get invited to this tournament if they think that you're good, or if they think that they can make money off of you, or whatever they want to say. You know, that's just uh, you know, just kind of is what it is. Like that's that's the role that they go here. So. Hancock's one-month deadline for mid-March is, you know, looming. However, there's optimism and momentum for a 14-team playoff starting in 2026. So it took us a decade to expand from four teams, even when we all knew that four teams wasn't enough, only to run into a system that's going to have 12 teams for two years and then expand to 14 teams. That seems a little strange. Seems a little strange here. I'm not sure. Now, the television side of the deal has already been agreed to in principle starting in 2026. ESPN is spending that $1.3 billion on the playoff for six years. Think about that. Think about how many billions of that's it. So it's six, seven, that's $8 billion plus. Like, that's insanity. But either way, the college football playoffs, uh, two leadership groups, they have the board of managers, which is the presidents and the chancellors, yes. and the management committee, which is which is the commissioners and, of course, Notre Dame's leadership, because we have to have a special, you know, special place for Notre Dame. They get treated completely separate. They're totally different. I rule. Now they're going to try to come down to this decision. Look, I, I am not a, like the 12 team is fine. And even in the 14 team, okay. But this boost up to the 14 team, they're they're talking about this is what I don't like about this entire 
flipping sport and ordeal. Let me just let me just get this off my chest real quick. Because as always, when we talk about college football in the playoff, what do I always go back to? A set criteria on how to make the tournament. Provide me with that, and I'm ready to party. But this picking and choosing nonsense of, oh, we have rankings in this committee. No one's watching every game. It's impossible. Think about the power rankings in, in, in the NFL after week one and then compare them to week 12. Like, that's what it is. Like, it, everything, everything's always changing all the time. You left a team out because their quarterback got hurt even though they were undefeated in a conference champion. It doesn't make any sense. It's asinine. Win your conference, get in. That's it. This gets worse, and hear me out. This is why, I, I, the minute I saw this, I said, I hate this already. I hate this already, and I wanted the expanded playoff. This is not the way to go about this. Here's the deal. There's going to be a boost in automatic qualification spots soon after the start of the five automatic qualifying spots in the 12-team playoff that starts this season, a nod to the changing conference dynamics. According to a source, the model that's earned the most discussion coming out of the CFP in meetings in Dallas is one that would include this setup right here. 14-team model. It's got the most momentum right now. The SEC would get three automatic qualifiers. The Big Ten would get three automatic qualifiers. Uh, hello, there's your backdoor deal right there. There's your alliance. There's our, we're meeting on some things to discuss the ever-changing evolution of sports. The ACC and the Big 12 will each get two automatic qualifying spots. The group of five will get one automatic qualifier. And then there will either be three at-large or one, either three spots for the at-large, because you're at three, three, two, two, one right now. Three automatics for the Big Ten. Three automatics for the SEC. That brings us to six teams. The ACC and the Big 12 get two apiece. That brings us to 10 teams. Group of five brings us to 11 teams. Then we're either going to have three at-large or or Notre Dame. I, I don't know who needs to hear this. But let me be abundantly clear, because for the team that I root for, there is always a a discussion, right? My team, Michigan, about they hadn't won anything since the national championship in 97, right? Always that conversation. The Notre Dame fighting Irish haven't won anything in all damn near 40 years. And when they got close, they got obliterated, obliterated by Alabama. Didn't belong in the same field. Couldn't have got on the same bus as Alabama. I know that it's about money. I understand that. I'm not naive. I know the powers that be. Our government officials openly trade on the stock market and then sign legislation that favors the companies in which they are purchasing to increase their net worth 5, 10, 15 times over the course of their political careers. I know that. We know this. We know that we were the only ones to veto a ceasefire 
in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. We know this. Don't hide yourself from the truth as to why. We know we are funding Ukraine. Do not hide yourself to the truth. You know why. Deep down, you know why. I don't care what you want to say and how you want to rationalize it. The fact of the matter is you're funding that. It's public information. You, you can see things happening that you know aren't right and you can't stop it. That's the frustrating part. Because you know what this is? There's a saying out there in the world, transparency builds trust. Right? Honest people don't fear being questioned. Take that with you today. Honest people do not fear having to answer things. They don't. You can ask an honest person anything. Why? Because their story is always the same. Why? Because they tell the truth. People that lie, people that are deceitful, get uncomfortable when you have to have a conversation. They don't know where they left off. But honest people are not afraid to answer questions. You know this in your heart of hearts. I shouldn't have to tell you that this format is wrong. It's wrong. I shouldn't have to tell you that Notre Dame consistently getting special treatment for being cheeks in basketball and being a legacy brand that hasn't won diddly squat in football in 40 years. That's wrong. And you know it. I shouldn't have to tell you that two years ago, my Rockets went on the road under the head coach, Jason Candle, and gave them everything they could handle and got cheated by the officiating. Go back and watch the game and tell me I'm wrong. But we can watch that, and we knew why that happened. And that was wrong. This is wrong. It just is. You did a four-team playoff for a decade with just absolute chaos. And now you want to tell me that you want to have three automatic qualifiers from the SEC, three from the Big Ten, two from the ACC, and two from the Big 12. I'll use our conference here to make my point because I feel like if I go after the ACC, they're like, well, you're an, SC, you're an ACC hater. Okay, that's why you don't like this. I don't like this because let's, let's go Let's go to the Big Ten. Do you think at any point in time in the Big Ten Conference that, oh, that a team like, uh, I don't know, Penn State, do you think Penn State was good enough to play for a national championship? Do you think that Iowa, Iowa, who barely scored more than 200 points in a 12-game season, Plus some, right? Because they went to the Big Ten, Big Ten Championship. They barely cleared 200 points in 14 games in total. You think they deserve to play for a national championship? What if in the Big Ten, let's just say everything reverts to where it was at five years ago, and Ohio State is just thumping people. They are steamrolling the entire conference. And everybody else saying, Let's say Michigan loses to Penn State, who lost to Michigan State, who lost to Rutgers, and it's just a debacle, right? Let's say Ohio State 
finishes the regular season 12 and 0 and there isn't a single Big 10 team with uh less than two losses remaining in the conference. Do you mean to tell me even with expanded conferences that a team like Penn State would deserve to play for a national championship? Like these teams are going to cannibalize each other. What you just saw with Michigan I haven't said this yet because I'm a little weary because it's college and we know that with college and the ability to pay for players now and an unregulated wild, wild west ordeal that's taking place here in college, nine times out of 10, if you're more talented, you're going to win the, you're going to win the game, right? You could just out athlete people. That's college sports. You can't do that in the pros because everybody's the best, but you take your ability to out athlete somebody. And then combine that with what you do in your strength and conditioning, with your toughness, like with what the culture of your program is. That's how you get, you got to get really good athletes and you got to go win. Of course, nine times out of 10, best athlete wins. However, the outlier, and let's not act like Michigan doesn't have good athletes. They got 18 guys at the combine this week in Indy, right? 18, a record. That's probably not going to get touched anytime soon. Like they, they're that. They got good players, but you know they had some other things going on too, like development, which is important. You know Ben Herbert and the strength and conditioning department. What he meant to that, it's none of that has anything to do. What I'm saying is this: this conference is going to cannibalize itself. If USC and Lincoln Riley, Dan Lanning in Oregon, cannot bleep this up and punt this ball straight out of bounds off the side of their foot, this upcoming season of college football is going to be the best college football season ever. I'm telling you that right now. It is going to be mayhem. We haven't had that. The SEC has that. The SEC has that. They have a team like Tennessee that throws a wrench into the system that can get a win. I don't believe in Penn State. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah, every once in a while, under Urban Meyer, the Ohio State Buckeyes would go on the road to like Purdue and lose. Okay. I don't believe in Penn State. I don't believe in James Franklin. I think he's the most overrated coach in the country. I honestly do. And it's nothing personal. It's just like, look at look at the results. The, the guy wins 10 games. Everybody lacks. Oh, here comes Penn State. It's like people want Penn State to be good for God knows what reason. But, you know, guess what? They're not. Every year they're going to lose to Ohio State. They're going to lose to Michigan. And who are they going to beat? Iowa, they can't score. You're going to beat Illinois. You beat uh, Delaware last year. That game against West Virginia, you got away with a couple of passes that should have been picked off. Congrats. You beat Northwestern and UMass. Think about this. West Virginia, Delaware, Illinois, Iowa, Northwestern, and UMass. That was their schedule. That was their schedule for the first six games of the year. And as somebody who knows bad scheduling, that ain't anything to write home about. Until what? You you lost a real football game and you played Ohio State. You beat Indiana. Cool. Maryland. Cool. Lost to Michigan. Michigan didn't throw a forward pass in the second half. And their coach was notified on the way to the game that he couldn't even be on the sideline. You still lost at home. What's the matter with you? Rutgers. Sweet. Michigan State. Great. Like, that's a terrible schedule. You throw in Oregon. You throw in USC. And Washington, sorry, they got they got smoked. Like Washington is going to be the new Penn State. They're like Penn State West Coast. That's what they are. That's what Washington is. They had a really good run. It was a special year. They had an 18th year quarterback and Michael Penix. Dude's like 50. Of course, they should be good. That was it. One and done. See you, Washington. That's the reality of the situation. And I stand on that. Coming up in 2024 for Penn State. 
West Virginia again, road game. Ooh. Bowling Green, okay. Kent State. So they're going to win the MAC in the first three games of the season. Illinois, UCLA, and then USC, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Washington in four straight weeks. Then finish the season with Purdue, Minnesota, and Maryland. Like, I I don't know. I don't like this format. I don't like this idea that we're going to have 14 teams and this conference is automatically going to get three of the 14. Damn near 50% of the playoff is going to be guaranteed to come from the Big Ten and the ACC, or the SEC, pardon me. To me, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It really doesn't. I am... Very, uh, and I really don't, I really disapprove, dislike the constant special treatment for Notre Dame because you know it's wrong. You know it is. There's nothing you could tell me, well, you know, back with Newt Rockney and the Four Horsemen, that ain't going to work here. That's not going to work. Because under the same logic that you told me for years about my school, you got to apply it to everybody else. Uh, and that's tough that we took a lot of beatings over the last 23 years, folks, 23 years plus how many years has it been? It was 26 years since we won a national championship. Some schools don't win a national championship at all, but it had been two decades and they wrote us off and I had to sit here and listen to every single person talking about it. Well, guess what? Your school, whoever you root for, better win a national championship because as those goalposts continue to move year after year, what have you done the last 10? Eh. What have you guys done the last three years? What have you done the last three years? Where is your national championship? I had some Yahoo yesterday arguing with me about Connor Stallions. Like, dude, you wish you could hire Connor Stallions for your workplace. You wish you could find an employee that dedicated. I know I do. Like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. What's going to happen next? But this format, not a fan. And not a fan of the special treatment of the 1942 national champion, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Back with more after this. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges and Meyer wellness vitamins or supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus I can save even more with M perks like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. 
Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Good morning, everyone. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a good morning. Wake up to a brand new day. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Vietnam! Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Good thirsty Thursday morning to you. It is the 29th day of February. 2024. It's so great to be riding along with you, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio and worldwide in the iHeartRadio app. Uh, text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 866-838-4843. That's 866-838-4843. I want to I continue on with this a little bit uh, from where we just left off and just jump right in because... Uh, from the article that I'm reading here, and you can read more about this, uh, The Athletic has a big story on it, ESPN has a big story on it, quote, by adding strong programs and weakening other leagues, it's difficult to project what upcoming years will look like in the SEC and Big Ten. The potential of SEC and Big Ten teams being displaced from the top 14 as they have 34 teams and a majority of the title contending programs is real and will be examined more in the upcoming weeks. How would that work? Essentially, A team ranked number 13 or 14, for example, could end up getting bumped by a group of five winner or a second place ACC or Big 12 team in a year when the league has a runaway winner and not a clear second choice. There's also the possibility, though, that the Big 10 and SEC's fourth best team and potentially fifth would find a landing spot in the college football playoff through one of those three at-large spots. The modeling is tricky, the article continues, as college sports remain a moving target. This ESPN deal would run through 2031, and it's naive to think that the conference map will look the same as it does today. This is the really important part. Underline, highlight, all that stuff. One high-ranking official involved in the discussions told ESPN on Wednesday, yesterday, 
that the presidents and chancellors in both the SEC and the Big Ten are having conversations about whether to continue their NCAA membership. It is a move that would impact and could possibly derail the TV agreement. Those conversations are happening, adding some feel, quote, pretty strongly about pulling away. I'd say very strongly. That's why the Petiti and the SEC, they had that meeting, and they said, no, we're going to work together on some things. We're not going to come up with a cute name like the Alliance. I don't need an alliance. That's ridiculous. But the two of us are going to work about this. A lot of questions. 18 teams in the new Big Ten. Uh, USC, Oregon, Washington, UCLA. Two of those four, Oregon and Washington, took part in the college football playoff as Pac-12 members in the past decade. USC has won a national title on the field since the turn of the century. It's very, very interesting. Petiti values, according to this article, the way that the automatic qualification games could add meaning and interest into the late regular season games, similar to the NFL. College football fans will need to be conditioned to the fact that that a three-loss team with a rigorous strength of schedule can still make the playoff after generations where perfection or near-perfection were essentially required. Now to the financial portion of that. In the, in the old model, 80% of the college football playoff revenue went to the Power Five, while 20% was allocated to the Group of Five. According to the most recent data from the college football playoff, each of the Power Five conferences received $79.41 million, a total of almost $400 million in the spring of 2023. The Group of Five conferences shared about $102.77 million, and Notre Dame received a payment of $3.89 million by meeting the NCAA's APR standard, while the other six independents, $1.89. Think about this right now. So in the last year, the Power Five conferences got $79.41 million. So let's call it $79 million even, right? Let's take a look at that and divide that by 14 Big Ten teams. That's $5.6 million per school. And Notre Dame got 3.89 just for being Notre Dame. They cut him a check just because. Do you not understand how wrong that is? I I mean, they might be smart in the way that they work. Uh, and I think that the Notre Dame model of independence is going to play a role in this moving forward. I honestly do. I think that what they do with Notre Dame and how Notre Dame schedules is going to be the new look for college football as things evolve in college athletics where Notre Dame plays in a conference for all the other sports, the ACC, even though they should play in the Big Ten regionally. It's stupid. Redo the whole model. College football is separate. It's all right. It's literally right here. It's right here on the wall. The writing is on the wall. You just have to look at it. You have to see it. You have to understand exactly what you're reading. because that's And, and then understand what this all means moving forward. That's the model they have to get to. They have to be able to find a way to break football away from the rest of the athletic department. 
I how long have I been saying this and now it's finally coming out. It's finally happening. And I'm sure that somebody, you know, doing radio in in uh, Norman, Oklahoma probably said something like this or somebody in Austin, Texas probably said something like this or somebody down in Miami said something like this. I bet you Tuscaloosa's had some radio folks said, "Yeah, college football should be different." Cuz we don't give up about nothing but the tad, right? There it is. The writing's on the wall. Now, this new model promises to be more weighted towards the SEC and the Big Ten. They hold all the cards. And you see, that's kind of the funny thing about all this, right? The ACC right now, that's why Florida State's like, look, we saw it. They didn't didn't give an undefeated conference champion a berth to the college football playoff. The writing was on the wall. Florida State's, we got to get out of here. This is the, if the ACC ain't going to work anymore. Dabo Sweeney and Clemson cannot carry that water anymore. Miami's got to look to greener pastures. These programs, they, they, they're going to have to move. They're going to have to get out of there. The Big 12, I mean, the Big 12 right now, no offense, but it's going to be, it's going to turn into glorified Conference USA. It's going to be Conference USA 2.0. Sources have said, that the discussions have centered around the SEC and the Big Ten earning somewhere between 25 and 30, 30% of the college football playoff revenue. The ACC and the Big 12 would be next. They'd earn somewhere between 15 and 20%. That leaves a much smaller chunk, somewhere around 6 to 10% for the other leagues and maybe 1% for Notre Dame. Now, because everybody's in the room and you know Jack Swarbick and Notre Dame can pound their this is not the way we need one percent we're notre dame and everybody else looking at him like what have you done in the last 40 years nothing nothing we gave you a birth in 2012 you got what you got waxed Uh oh little heat there little heat there i mean because think about it 25 to 30 percent of the revenue it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. That's over 1% for each one of the teams in the conference in an 18-team conference. So the math isn't necessarily great, but they're going to have to figure that out. And a lot of people are thinking, like Greg Sankey made it clear, the SEC has delivered 40% of the teams in the playoffs and is one of the drivers behind the new model. Greg Sankey's saying, look, we got the teams. We got the talent. We got everything here. I am not sharing money with the Big 12. They're not getting there. No, we 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 drive this sport. Hey, Tony Petiti's like, yeah, we've got some dogs too. And saying he's like, you're right. You guys, the Big Ten, the SEC, it's a nice little matchup here. We got ourselves a couple teams that can that can legitimately contend. We got a couple of cute teams on the outside that might look interesting. What I'm really interested to see, I need to know what somebody like uh Ryan, I, I got I got to know where the Michigan State fan falls on all of this. We'll step aside. Back with more X's and Bros. Michigan Sports Network. Imagine this: winning big at Soaring Eagle. The food district is now open. There's something for everyone, from Bubba Coo's burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's chicken and Ike's loving sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new food district. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. 
Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. The Freddy the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddythepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddythepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference. You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000. Meyer Supercenter Guest Line, 866-838-4843. Regardless of the number of teams, it should only qualify for those in a conference, in my opinion. TC on Twitter. Yeah, independents are out. Join or die, right? Ben Franklin. That's kind of how my my thought process has always been here as we look to remodel college football from the Power Four and the Group of Five into the AFC and the NFC. Scott wants to talk college football playoff. Good morning, Scott. How are you, my friend? Good. Been a little while, buddy. It has been a while. Santa Cruz. How are you? <laughs> Oh, you know that I'm song, good, by the way. But, uh, yeah, I do. You got my blood boiling a little bit. Not 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 because of your view, but because of uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. And I'll say some of the things that you can't say. And seeing as I've been on a hiatus, give me a minute. Um, you know, it's all about controlling money. I don't care if you're talking about politics. I don't care if you're talking about Ukraine, Israel. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're talking about college football. It's control and money. And that's the whole shame of it all. And until we continue to stand up and just say no to the 70% start saying no to the 25 or 30%. Um, it's going to continue. So um, there's my little rant on that. But as far as the, those playoffs go, for, for the SEC or Big Ten to complain, let's just say it's my team. Let's say it's Michigan State. Let's say let's say they lost three games. Let, let's say they have an amazing year in next year. They lose three games, but all three games are to Ohio State, Michigan, and Oregon. Their strength of schedule is amazing. They're, 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 they're the only losses they have are to the three top ten are, are to three top ten teams. Do you think they still deserve to go? If you didn't beat one of those teams, if you didn't beat one of those teams, do you do you think you have a chance at winning the national championship? That's what I'm saying about Penn State. I mean, Penn State. Like your your example. I, I mean, it's Penn State in real life. <laughs> 
with a worse schedule? Let's just take the SEC. Let's just say, uh, let's just say Mississippi. Okay. They lose to LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. Do they really? But their strength of schedule is amazing, and they beat Texas, and they beat a couple other teams. And so what? You've lost to the best three teams in the conference. You have no shot at winning a national championship. And it's all about money. It's all about the share that if the, if, if, the, if the SEC or Big Ten get a fourth or fifth team into that 12 or 14 team playoff, you know that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And you know it's controlled by TV. And you know it's controlled by ESPN. And I don't care. I mean, Kurt Herbstreit might be a, a you know, a brilliant mind when it comes to football, but I don't need him deciding or anybody else, the powers that be at ESPN or Disney, deciding who might, who the, you know what? If Toledo goes 11 and one or, and wins the, and goes 12 and one wins their conference, they deserve to go. I don't care if they're going to get whitewashed. They deserve to go. More than a nine and three Michigan State team. I'm sorry, that's the way I feel. Why? Why? Why shouldn't it be that way? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like you know, they, no. Iowa's the same. Iowa's the same example. Like Iowa is a team that wins the West. They score 216 total points in the entire year over a course of 14 games, which is bottom five in all of college football, all 133 teams. They are god awful at, you know, who has more, more, more yards by the, by the other team or punting yards by Iowa, right? That's a legitimate prop bet you could put out there. Iowa's a team, would they have gotten a, a bid to the playoff because they had a good record? Cause they played like, I don't, I, I really this is this is such a debacle in such a quandary that I was all in favor of going to 12 teams and I have been on a million times saying this give me the power five winners the group of five winners 12 teams in each league that's 120 teams overall between all 10 conferences do it that way give us some structure we got independence we got new teams coming up here we got these conferences changing adding people like the whole thing is a mess because now it is the big 10 it's the sec they're fighting for their own lives until we all rejoin each other is under college football's umbrella whatever that's going to look like right now it's every man for himself and i think that what's going to happen is is we're going to see more uh we're going to see more of these four and five star athletes that choose some of these smaller schools to be the big fish in a smaller pond um, because they're, they're, they're not going to get the chance because they, they have to go through a gauntlet. They have to go through a gauntlet. Oh, from a scheduling uh, standpoint. Yeah. No, if you're, if you're afraid to play the, to play a tough schedule, then you don't belong out there anyways. Like that just, if you know, I I know, no, I'm just talking about, I'm talking about the, the, the eighth rated quarterback in the country. Now, you know, that's still outstanding. But instead of going to a, 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 a Auburn or a, or a Clemson, he chooses to go to, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, just one of the smaller schools. Not, not smaller schools, still a, still a Power 5 team. But they're going to start, they, 
it's the same thing with basketball. That's why all these teams are. That's why all these teams in basketball are good are better now because it's a separation of talent. Hmm. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know, kind of wrap my head. Um, you know, around it. A little, I just don't think that you're going to get. You're not going to get any. The, the talent's going to go where the money's at. Unfortunately, like they're gonna. They're going to get an offer, and they're going to want to be. You know, they're going to. The, the kid from Ole Miss, the quarterback at Ole Miss, just got a deal with a private jet company. He could take a private jet anywhere he wants. I don't know if you saw that or not. It's the most ridiculous yeah, thing. Yeah, I I've did. Ever heard. But I'm, what I'm what I'm saying what I'm saying is is um, kids have egos too, and sometimes for 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 some people, money isn't everything. And sometimes these kids are just going to say, "No, I want I want to put up these stats. I want to be the big man on campus," and they're going to go someplace else. And it's and it's especially the it's especially the four star linebacker and the five star safety and all and some of these positions that don't get the money, they're going to just say, I don't want to be part of that. I want to be part of I want to be part of something else. And and I just think that it's going to happen like basketball has. Now let's talk a little bit about the Red Wings. You were talking about. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We only got like we only got like sixty seconds left, and we got to we got to we got to hit the break. But we'll come back and we'll talk more Red Wings uh, coming up in hour number three. I promise you, Scott. I appreciate the call uh, this morning. Got to slide this one more one last text in here before we hit the break. Success has a place in deciding who gets money, which Notre Dame has not had a championship, but they still have one of the largest fan bases who are willing to pay uh, to watch their team. You can't say the same for any of the Big Ten schools. Yes, you can. Michigan has a bigger fan base. Ohio State has a bigger fan base. So that's that's vehemently incorrect. Also incorrect about that statement is that you're telling me success has a place in deciding who gets money, which Notre Dame has not had a championship. So we know that they're not successful, but they still have one of the best fan bases who are willing to watch them pay or, or pay to watch their team. So you're telling me they're not good enough to get it done in the win-loss column, but they have dad's money in order to buy them a spot on the team. That's what you're telling me. That, that's what I read from that. We're not good enough to be on this team, but dad's sponsoring the team, and you're going to get a logo on the T-shirt, and you're going to get a new bat bag and new travel equipment because my dad owns Company X. That's what Notre Dame is. Notre Dame is the affluent family that the kid hasn't been good enough to play in, but it doesn't matter because dad's got the money. That's exactly what they are. We'll step aside. The coach, Kyle Barlow, he joins us next. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked right here. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side yard toys for the big boys and the big girls anything you need when it comes to power they have it at impact power sports on 14 mile road in rockford also if you want a shot at winning lois browns lions golf cart a custom built lions golf cart text impact to 21000 that's impact to 21000 and you could win Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart this summer from Impact Power Sports and the Huge Show Hi I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer People ask why do I shop there 
It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. The Freddy the Pizza Man Foundation is dedicated to providing support to families and Michigan schools touched by autism. We invite you to join us in supporting these families and schools by making a donation at freddythepizzaman.com. With your donation, you can help provide essential resources that can make a real impact. Visit freddythepizzaman.com to make a donation and to learn more about the foundation's mission. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Together, we can make a difference. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to Michigan Statewide Morning Show, X's and Bros, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you right along with us. That's Ben Glaze, Ryan Elke. I'm Anthony Bolito. Join us on the horn right now. He is a Michigan man, a Concordia alum, a proud and prestigious Concordia alum, I might add. He did his GA years under John Beeline. Now he's in a coach at the Ohio University Bobcats. One of, one of the... Top five teams, the only top five team in the MAC that won this past Tuesday, the Ohio Bobcats. The coach, Kyle Barlow, find him on Twitter at Kyle Barlow for Coach Barlow. My man, good morning to you. How are you? How's life? How are things? Things are great, man. And uh, listening to the show yesterday, I think you uh, you missed a chance for the John Rothstein. Our anarchy? Nope. That's just college basketball, right? You said it was chaos. You were looking for the term. I thought you were going to go with the Rothstein. Is this anarchy? Nope. Just college basketball, baby. Top four or four of the top five teams lose. Um, just a very a crazy night, man. And a night why you love college basketball, right? Not just the MAC basketball, but college basketball in general. Because any given night. Right. Any given Tuesday, anything can happen, especially when you get to this late in the year. And I want to ask you a question about um, coaches, because now we've seen it a couple times. So um, you get this late in the year and your team's either going one of two ways. Right. You either turn it up or turn it down. Very few teams are kind of status quo um, because of the fact that the top eight teams make the MAC tournament. You know, there's other tournaments. The Big Ten is going to be like that. Uh, next year so it's like you're either trending up or you're trending down you either have something to play for or you don't have something to play for and I want to ask you about coaches calling out their teams publicly you know you have the very public uh, uh, and well picked up Rick Pitino segment right where he just goes absolutely off on his team and what did they do uh, I don't know they just beat the number one team or was it the number one team in the country was it UConn or Creighton no it was uh, Creighton right yeah Yes, dismantled Creighton uh, in the game after that, and then took just bludgeoned Butler last night. And Butler's been playing really well. They're one of those teams that were trending up. So it's like, okay, so and now he's kind of saying, well, that was a, a planned, you know, a hit, uh, a you know, a, a tactic that you know I like to use, whether you believe that or not. And then you have uh, the Northern Illinois coach, which I don't know if you saw it. 
probably didn't get picked up as much. But after our game, they were really struggling uh, in our game. Like, they, it was not the same team that was in Savage Arena on Tuesday. Um, we played them the previous Saturday and uh, beat them uh, by 20 in a really just unexciting game. You know, for us it was exciting, but just an unexciting game. And after the game, their head coach, um, uh, Berno, he said – uh, whoever shows up at practice tomorrow, that's who we're taking to Toledo. So not as strong as Rick Pitino, but still a statement is like, man, like whoever shows up, we're taking, that's who the dudes we're rolling with, you know, a really a shot fired across the bow. So I want to ask you about that. Like, is it, it, is it, do you think it impacts the next game? Because now we've seen in a couple small uh, things just in the past two weeks, a couple of occasions that it's uh, really changed the way the team has played. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that Northern Illinois game. Is it is it true they were missing three of their top players in that game against Toledo? I saw a guy from BGSU was tweeting about it, and I'm like, wait a minute, who, what? I, I mean, I was working, so I didn't get to actually see the game. I just saw the, the final result. But I, I think that from uh, from the outside looking in, right, you coach the sport, so you know you know what it's like. I think that if you are – if your guys know – that when that that you have their back and if something goes wrong that you understand that okay like i'm not i'm not afraid to say hey this is my fault i didn't have the guys prepared or our plan wasn't great or whatever the case may be the co- the coach falls on the sword i think if they see that happen that they're a little bit more willing to or a little bit more maybe responsive to when the coach goes after them because it's like man he never does that i think that if you constantly you know when you if you win and you credit yourself but then you lose and you throw the players under the bus and that seems to be a trend and it happens a lot the players hear it they see it they understand um so i i think that that's kind of that's kind of the dice roll that's the personality right of your program that's the personality of of your players and only you would know that yeah, no, no doubt. And I think, yeah, I think you got to know them. Uh, thinking every player, you know, I think coaching uh, is about motivation, right? And that's something Jim Calhoun always used to say. And you, you really can't coach the same uh, or the uh, uh, one player the same as you coach the other because, you know, people are motivated by different things, right? So I think that that's a very interesting thing to think about. And then on the other hand, you do have like um, – you do have guys who go out there and there's only so many more things you can do. Like I think Rick Pitino felt desperate. You know, you feel it. You probably, we probably have Michigan state fans who, you know, listen to the show and, um, and are tuning in are like, yeah, but we need Izzo to do that because Izzo will not do that. He refuses to do that. And, you know, he says some uh, backhanded things like, well, it can't be anybody else's fault uh, nowadays and the way things are. So I guess it's my fault. So that's a very backhanded thing, a way to say it, but you know, he, he won't do it. But then you look across, the country and St. John's did and St. John's got a jolt from it so maybe some Spartan fans are like we need that we need that you know I uh, I had a great conversation last night with a with a few Spartan dogs as they like to say and the questioning of Tom Izzo is just I mean and, and look like here's the deal You've been there for that long. You have one national championship. It was very early on. Um, the success hinges on the final fours, you know, and and those types of banners. I, I find it very interesting. Uh, I'm not one to. I don't want to challenge uh, Tom Izzo. I know that he's forgotten more about the game than I'll ever know. Uh, it has worked for a very long time. The guy is bigger than the Pope on that campus. Hell, they named the football facility after him, for God's sakes. He's not even a football coach, right? He is <laughs> that dude on campus. But my question is, when you see some of the things from a lineup perspective, like fans want Xavier Booker to play more. 
they flat out wanted to play. Like, why are they so obsessed with Mati Sissoko? It doesn't matter if the guy's been there 50 years. The dude gives you maybe eight points and two rebounds in 40 minutes. Like, move on. Like, let him come off the bench. Uh, they're, they're just very, very frustrated. And my, I guess my question is, what do you really expect? Because making the tournament isn't really a thing for them anymore. Right, they've made it so much that making the tournament's a given. Right, they want to they want to win the damn thing. Making a Final Four raises everybody's eyebrows. But at the end of the day, like they want to win it. That's not even a question. That's just like a statement because I'm like, look, I don't want to say anything, but at the same time, it's like, yo, where are your titles at? Yeah, I think a lot of the frustration for Michigan State fans fall into you know it's not. it, you do trust Tom Izzo, right? And he's earned that right. And and you laid out the reasons perfectly um, before you started uh, or at the beginning when you're talking. But I think the frustration lies. This isn't the Tom Izzo we've seen. Not the fiery, get in your face kind of guy. Get on Sports Center and have all those midday shows talk about you being a bully, and then all the dads coming out and saying, "I want him to coach my son like that." You know, he's becoming a man when he coaches like that. Where is all that gone? And I think it, I think the answer is uh, Coach Izzo knows it's a different era and you don't do that but I think that's the Michigan State fans frustration like look we were good when you were doing all that stuff you were getting in people's faces you were fiery you know you were you were you were calling people out but um, I think that's where a lot of the frustration lies and you know you said <laughs> when you said yeah they named the football uh, facility after he's not even a football coach it's like uh, you know when I order a club sandwich at uh, Subway and, or I order a club sandwich and I'm not even in the club or I'm not even a member I don't know how I get away with it you know <laughs> Hey, by the way, Justin Feldkamp, he's uh, he wants to know when Bellino and Barlow launch. Uh, he just texted me Ooh. that. He's like, man, it's, this Kyle guy, he's really something. I miss him when he was here. Oh, he's just gassing you up. I'm like, relax. I was like, I'll read the first part of these texts, but I don't want to get this guy, you know, I don't want to overinflate here. I just, I find it fascinating this time of year so i i'm you know yesterday morning right i'm looking at the, i'm going through the scores and i'm like holy mackerel four out of the top five teams in the conference lost and the and the team that didn't lose beat one of the you know it was you guys right beating akron 74 to 67 i couldn't like i was i was shocked at how everything played out tuesday and we did a we did a one of our like smaller segments just on the standings because i for one believe that uh one like the mac that we have five schools within our uh, listening range right within our all of our different affiliates across the state of michigan and and in northwest ohio as well and i you know i freddy the pizza man came after me cut you know just i'm talking about college basketball did you not know there's spring training all right he's good just ripping me a new one i'm like dude this is great stuff this is i mean this is like this is it like you got to get your positioning right now for the mid-american conference tournament because you want to make the path of least resistance like you want it to be as easy as possible right yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I listened to the segment yesterday and I, I do appreciate you, uh, saying that, you know, we're friends and that Ohio's not paying for the spot. Although as soon as you said that, it got me thinking, I'm like, you know, like when your parents pay, you know, people to be your friends when you're young, if you're kind of a loser, I'm like, wait, does Ohio pay behind my back Bellino <laughs> just so Bellino can gas me up a little bit and I have, I feel good about myself? Uh, you know, I opened up my banking app and it said Bulls direct deposit. <laughs> is what it, that's what it said. It was five digits and had a comma. I was getting all excited. 
it's kind of in my head now. Like when after the first time you saw the Truman Show, and you're like, "Wait, is that my life? Is my life the Truman Show? Is, has it been this way all along? Too many coincidences, boy. You know, too many coincidences. But no, it's it's what you live for, right? And it's like you know, you get those teams that jump out um, and and establish them as the uh, uh, premier teams in the MAC, and that's uh, Akron and Toledo this year in basketball. And you know, they established that from early on in the conference season. And then it's like, okay, you get to these days. These are the dog days, man. They really are. Like, the conference tournament's still two weeks away. Um, so you have that jolt of energy. You have that excitement. But it's like, who are these teams right now who are going to be the teams that are just starting to gel together? Maybe it's you're coming off of injuries. You know, maybe it's, you know, you're getting a couple guys back becoming healthy. Or maybe it's you just starting to figure out who you are and who fits best and what role and how you win, right? And I think that's what our team has started to figure out a little bit. We won eight of our last ten um, at this point, you know, like you said, a big win against Akron. But I think our guys are really starting to get to that point where they're player led. And and we talk about Coach Izzo, um, and I have talked about it in this uh, show before. But one of the quotes I like from him the best is, "If your team is not player led by March, then you're not going to be very good." And right now, like sometimes I can't get a word in in the huddle, and that's not because Coach Bowles is talking; it's because the guys are talking. And sometimes, like, I want to interject, but I'm like, you know what? No, let them take ownership because at the end of the day, that's something that Coach Bowles does a great job of, of letting his guys take ownership, even if it's not what we want to do schematically or strategy-wise. But if they believe in it, then they're the ones going out there doing it. So if you have ownership in it, bro, more power to you, my friend. You go do it, and, and, and it has those results. So one thing that I always take from coaches, though, is that, and, you know, some of the best teams I've ever been around have been those player-led teams. Uh, at the end of the season, boy, it's a uh, it, it it is fascinating, right? As the as the Mid American Conference, you take eight teams to Cleveland. Now the they redid the tournament a couple times, and for, the first round was on campus sites, and then everybody was in Cleveland or however they did it. And it's just it, it's it's the nonstop evolution. But you got to be one of the top eight to get in. Your team right now sitting in third, and this can be applied like basically across the board. You can look at the Big Ten as well because there's only a handful of games left. You guys are two games back of Akron. One game back of Toledo. You got Bowling Green on the docket for your last home game, and then two road contests, Buffalo and Miami, that we'll get to uh, next week. But you look at the CBS uh, Sports Network, by the way, national TV, six o'clock tip off against Bowling Green. You know, what are you telling your guys as far as the moment, what you're playing for? Like, everybody lost. You guys won. It kicked the door right back open. Like you guys finish strong here. Like, are you are you taught? Is this something you're talking about, or is it kind of like, no, we still have to just be one game at a time. Like, don't throw anything out there on the board and get somebody you know thinking about something that's two weeks away. No, it's one. It's one game at a time, and and it's definitely it's been that way. Be- well, it, we're here to go three and zero and win the MAC. <laughs> look, look. If we would have won, if we would have won at Toledo, um, which we were a bad travel call away, and another travel that didn't get called on them. Uh, away from doing it. Um, if we would have won at Toledo, then yeah, like I, I think that you would be thinking about that. Hey, we're one game back now, and we just beat the team that we're chasing, right? So I think that that might have entered the conversation. But you know, you still have two teams ahead of you, two teams who are very good, two teams who don't have to play each other um, or us. You know, so the top three we're done playing, we're all done playing each other. So you just assume. 
assume they're going to take care of business. And for us, it's and the reason why we're one at a time is, look, we're playing really good basketball right now. We're doing something special. So it's like, why? You know, let's 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 know the why. It's because you know, in practice, we've had great focus practice. We've had player led teams. So let's keep encouraging these things and get to the point. I still think we can be better. You know, we we had a kid um, go down uh, as our leading scorer with injury about a month ago. And by the way, about three and a half weeks ago, now we're third. We were sitting in the eight nine spot, Bellino, about three and a half weeks ago. We're sitting here like, oh shoot, we're in a dogfight to make Cleveland. So how quickly things can change, right? But we had a kid go down at Western Michigan, miss a few, miss a few games, come back and not be right. He was our leading scorer and leading rebounder, Elmore James, and he's still finding a way to integrate into the lineup now that we've, you know, had some success, um, you know, with other guys starting. And you know, those guys are fifth year seniors, and those guys win in, you know, in late in the season in March when you have those fifth year seniors and and older guys. So I still think we have uh, room for growth um, in this area. And I think that's the most thing we're focusing on. And yes, that's Coach Speak Bolino. Absolutely, Coach Speak. There you, know, you go. And you look one on one. We teach it. Central you, Michigan has a coaching minor. I'm sure they have a class on it. <laughs> coaching minor. You, you look at, you know, two, you mentioned the Western Michigan game, two point loss on the road. You mentioned Toledo in the calls, two point loss on the road. Like those are. Those are tightly contested games, right? And then for the younger guys, it's something you can kind of look back on. Like at the end of the season, you're getting ready for next year. It's like, look, look at these two games here and how these played a role in where we finished last year, right? And that's, you know, I, I, like February, I know January and February has got to be tough. It is because it's the grind. It's the little bit of consistent scheduling, which is kind of a nice thing. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you just, you can't go through the motions, right? You got to fight. You got to fight that out of these college kids, man. It's tough. Hey, by the way, I want to tell you your, your friend's going to join us coming up in hour number three who's that dan watson oh okay okay oh Waddy's oh, coming on talking about jackalow grand rapids griffins I, the guys are just buzzing the boys are buzzing right now barlow you know what's great uh last time i saw Waddy, we were uh, you might have even been there i'm not sure but we were at the blarney on a random maybe wednesday in about this time of a year and uh you know we were having a, a dinner I, I forget who was there with me but we we're having dinner enjoying a nice cold beverage maybe working on getting our name on the wall if you know what i mean and then uh Waddy walks in and so we're talking i didn't know him like that but you know i knew him from he's been through a couple times been through the offices at uh toledo when i was there so we're talking and he's like all right about to go load uh, load the bus so they were getting on the bus at like 8 p.m to drive overnight to probably omaha or somewhere so he's like all right let me get a few beers maybe 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 a uh, jmo so i can uh, sleep better on this bus i'm like man we really do just live different lives don't we oh man it's <laughs> that is such that e, that echl grind is no joke no joke. Imagine hopping on, uh, uh, going to Blarney, uh, and then uh, getting a, getting a few adult beverages, and then hopping on the bus to go to Western Michigan, right, <laughs> for a basketball game the next day. I'm like, man, we live different lives, my friend, but I love it, man. Great dude, great dude. Glad glad for all of his successes, especially getting up to Grand Rapids Griffins. You know, a lot of good Red Wings prospects down there that I've been reading about. And how about them wings, man? Woo! How about them, them wings? Hey, how hockey town. We're back, what Kyle. Did, what, what did what was the conversation like with you and Stevie Y last night? Come on, spill the beans. Uh, the beans. I told him what I usually tell, like the same thing I told Brad Holmes. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like did like this, you can tell. And I, I brought up Colorado being the first playoff game in, in Little Caesars Arena, and it's caught a couple people uh, like around the organization a little off. But then they knew what I was saying, and they kind of agreed. They're like, "Yeah, that was." Uh, 
that that was a game. You know, two one winner in overtime. You're down one nothing. You know, Colorado's a team that's you know second place in the division at the time that you see them. You know, they're in the playoffs, and it's like, yo, this is a playoff. This is a team you have to be able to beat, and it's at home, and just the energy in that building. Uh, what was it last Thursday? I mean, it was it was sensational. It was it was crazy. So, uh, yeah. It, can you it was great. ask? Can you ask Coach Waddy? Like, because I was just thinking about uh, Patrick Kane, you know, Kaner. Can you ask Coach Waddy why everybody's name ends in an R in hockey? Why is every nickname end in an R in hockey? I just, I've always wondered that. Because it always used to end in Y, but now they moved it to R, and now we got to go. He is the coach, Kyle Barlow. Find him on Twitter, Kyle Barlow 4. Hour 3 is next. X is most Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sport, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros.
got it. Back, looks, throws, ends up. Yes! Caught! Touchdown to Clark Irons! They did it! Amon Ross, they brought him to the receiving end! Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here! A grand slam from Miguel Cabrera! He's got two goals! Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back here. It is our number three on a thirsty Thursday, the 29th day of February 2024. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. We appreciate you, and you can join us anytime. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000. Give us a dial on the Meyer Supercenter guest line, 866-838-HUGE, 866-838-4843. What do you got over there for me, Ben? Uh, we got Ryan and uh, Freddie on the line. All right, you, you control it, so you push the buttons. And then I'll just, I'll just wing it from here. All right, here we go. We got Ryan. All right, Ryan, what's hey, up, man? I know. I know you miss me because you you bait me to call in by making disparaging comments about Tom Izzo and with no one to defend. You bring your buddies on. You bring your posse on like you like to do. Make comments so no one will challenge you. And then you just wait and stew. And then you'll start backpedaling. You can't be gregarious anymore because someone's here to call you out on your blasphemous comments. Just calling, you know, insinuating Tom Izzo is a terrible coach because he only has one, one basketball title. Which you know, I remember a few short years ago, you were calling Juwan Howard the best coach in college basketball. No one would want to play for Coach K, John Calipari, Bill Self, you know, because Juwan Howard made an Elite Eight. So therefore. Every other college basketball coach is trash. I was wrong, Ryan. I was wrong. I admit that. I whiffed. Yeah, you whiffed. You tried to slap someone and missed. You know, you didn't do the full (laughs) homework assignment. Do you want me to keep going with the comments? (laughs) Or we can get into the real talk. Because something Barlow said that kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh-huh. We talk about Izzo, you know, and his team in Barlow's teams at Ohio is if you don't have a player led team by March, like this, this ain't it. And that's what's going on with Michigan State. Like they just, it's not a player led team. And it's led the fans to be very uneasy coming out as spoiled, you know, spoiled, rotten fans complaining like this is the worst, the worst coaching job Tom Izzo's ever done. If the worst coaching job is, in line for a nine seed, 10 seed of the tournament, life is pretty good. Yeah. You know what? The last three years haven't gone as expected for fans. I think part of that is fans are still hung up on missing out on a 2020 college basketball tournament and wanting something to fill that void that never got filled. Mm. And instead of that, it's just been projecting those expectations of that team of the last of the teams of the last couple of years. But what, you know, what happens is that, you know, Oh, we want Xavier to bookers to start. He needs to play more. I think what time is done with Booker has been fine. I think he's right now. He's waiting for, for Booker to put on weight. He finally does it. Now he, 
Booker, you look at him, yes, he is still a string bean, you know, thin pole out there. I think what Izzo's doing is trying to find teams with good matchups for Booker so Booker doesn't get overpowered. Because on Saturday, they play Purdue. Xavier Booker will probably play four minutes since the four minutes Zach Eady is in play. Like, he just doesn't want that. He doesn't want to get destroyed on defense like that. So, like, that's why Ohio State was a perfect opportunity because they have a similar size guy. Like, when it's facing Michigan, like, no, like, Terrace Reed could bully Xavier Booker down in the post. Like, I think the handling of Booker has been fine. It's just, I think Izzo expected more out of Monty Sissoko this year, expected more out of, a little more out of Carson Cooper. What hurt was Jackson Kohler being out two months at the beginning of the season. You know, that's your other big guy coming in. You expected, you know, great things out of him. And you have to wait till the end of January for him to finally get going after a foot injury right before the season. And it all lies on the point guard as well. A.J. Hogard, just he's not your typical MSU point guard. Like, he's not being the leader on the court. There's games he shows up to where it just seems like, yeah, okay, I just have to be here. And that's what leads to, you know, uninspired play from this Michigan State team. Because A.J. Hogarth doesn't come ready to play. And I've texted you this probably five times throughout the season. If A.J. Hogarth isn't being an absolute jerk on the court and looks like an idiot where everyone can make fun of him, like then it's not going to be a good game for MSU. AJ Hogarth needs to look like, like I want opposing fans to be making fun of him because how he's acting on the court. So if, if fans are doing that, then I know he's getting under the skin a little bit of everyone. If he's all oh. humming it on the way through, like then that's what the team team's going to do. They go by AJ Hogarth and he just hasn't stepped up the full year. He he takes games off. Well, you know, it all falls back on coaching, Ryan. You just can't take games off, my friend. The coaching isn't taking games off. It's the players. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I, I just I I find I, I know in this state it's blasphemous. I know that. I know that there is this um you know, if if the same principle uh, were applied to uh, other folks, there would be. Uh, I, I would assume there'd be you know more conversation. I think the conversation's heating up a little bit around Sparty Land. I just find it very interesting, and I you know I've always enjoyed my interactions with Coach Izzo. Yeah, I just think fans are because guess what? You look around college basketball. I mean, yeah, people are they're still comparing Izzo to. Coach K, Roy Williams, Bill Self. It's like, I'm sorry, he's not them. He's he's different, but it's like, okay, what's Coach Calipari done? What's John Calipari done in his career? That's right, one national title. Just a lot of one and dones. That's it. I mean, change. You kind of kind of changed the. Uh, you know, change the dynamic, Calipari, for the worse of college basketball. Yeah, and he's and Calipari's tried to do it different ways. But what do Kentucky fans act like every year? That they're going to win the national if championship. Not, 
that they're going to win the national championship. If and if they don't, they want John Calipari fired. Yeah, they're insane. Well, yeah, and that's what MSU fans are turning into. Is they're not but watching. is making the tournament is that good enough anymore? It's like. It's not good enough. Yeah, you want higher standards, but also, like, are you watching the team that's playing? Mm. Like, if you're a program that's built on, hey, we need to build these guys up for three years, and, you know, we're trying to mix mish and mash that together, like, if it's not going, like, guess what? You missed out on this year. And that's just the reality of it. Yeah, that's... Uh... Like, it, what hurt is missing a whole recruiting class when you had Foster Lawyer and Thomas Kithier. Missed Oof. out is investing four years and four or five years into AJ Hogard, and this is what you get out of him. Mm. He's no That's Dalton Connect, I can tell you that much. That kid, he's a player. We got to step aside, but we'll be back with more X's and bros. I think Freddie is on hold right now. He wants to talk college football playoff. We got the coach, Dan Watson. The boys are buzzing in GR. We got a lot to get to in a short amount of time here on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The biggest story in college hoops this weekend isn't on the court during the game, but what's taken place for decades following the conclusion of a big game, the court storm. Now, court storming has been around for a very, very long time, but after Duke's Kyle Filipowski escaped the mob of Wake Forest without serious injury, the question of fans entering the playing surface following the conclusion of a big game is back on the front page. Now, I've been a part of a couple of these in both basketball and at the big house for football, and although it is fun and magical, the videos and the photos afterwards are great. I think it's time we move past it all. It creates an environment that has the potential for hostility, and it seems like most coaches are in favor of removing the long-standing, unofficial college tradition. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Officer Berto checking in. And he says, I agree, I agree. I think Izzo's missed out on some recruits. Oh, boy. Uh, Ben, is Freddie still there? Yeah, he is. Okay, let's get to Freddie. Welcome. Good morning, Freddie. How are you? Freddie. Frederick. 
Alfredo. He's I'm, gone. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. He, it shows that he's there, but safe way. He left. <laughs> oh, wait. No, he's back. Oh, there he is. There he is. Hello, Freddie. Can you hear us? Oh, man. You couldn't hear that song? No, we couldn't hear anything. We have a filter system so that you can't play it through the radio because, you know, it's, it's a, it's a long, long convoluted thing. All right. So, well, I had the I had the Notre Dame fight song on, and I thought, I thought you guys could hear it. So, yeah, what a shame. All the, all the listeners missed out on that. Oh. I watched Rudy last night. It was, my my ten year old watched Rudy with me the first time. She was she loved it. Yeah, she was so she was so inspired when he gave when uh, his buddy. Well, she did cry when 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 his his best friend died in the in the fire. I, I you know I, I kind of cried too. And I tell you, I watched that movie. Ah, 250 times, and I cried when he got accepted to Notre Dame. I cried. I cried when he got that sack. I cried when I cried. I, I think that's one of the best, best uh, scenes in, in movie history is when he says, uh, I want you to put Rudy in for me, coach, and uh, put me in for me, too. And I just, I just, uh, I've been inspired all day. And then you start talking college football today. And just, I'm inspired, so... Um, he's inspired for Rudy Rudiger. That's what he's inspired for, folks. He's inspired to hop on the turnpike and drive through the cornfields of absolutely nothing for two hours in South Bend, Indiana. He is inspired to go to the bookstore and buy the T-shirt that year. He wants to go to Notre Dame Stadium. He knows that they're not good enough to play themselves in, but they got a great fan base, so they'll buy their way in because that's the Notre Dame way, baby. As I told my, as I told my ten-year-old daughter, the, the the basis of Rudy is when somebody tells you you can't do something, you can do it. And that's right. That's what Rudy did, and absolutely, we got that's the same thing out of the guy in the water boy. You can do it. That's absolutely. So, um, um, listen, uh, the college football playoff. We haven't even played the twelve, and we're already talking fourteen. Terrible. What is going on? What I mean, I I mean. Seriously, the sports have become all about money, and that's all it is. There's no, I, I, I don't know what's going on, but all I know is the more teams you keep adding to the playoff, the less the regular season is going to mean. Eventually, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Michigan is not going to mean anything. I know the last few years hasn't meant anything for Ohio State. They've got their, their pants taken off. So. I mean, the more the more you keep doing this, the more these games are gonna not matter. Am I, am I right or am I wrong? You, you know, you're right. And the one thing that bothers me, and I'm I'm for expansion as long as the criteria is very well defined as to what it takes. So if you win your conference, you get into the tournament, and then let's roll it out and play from there. This at large, these committees, you know, all this stuff, I can't. I I hate it. That's why I love the NFL. We got very real rules. It is what it is. You play your divisions. It's all about winning your division. You get into the playoff. Everybody knows the rule. Everybody knows the criteria. We know how to get in. They even expanded the NFL playoff. But I'm not too worried about that. What I don't want to see is Michigan play Ohio State at the end of the year. And then Michigan play Ohio State in the Big Ten uh, championship game. And then Michigan play Ohio State again in the playoff. Because now well, you've taken the game and you've punted that. Like it, the, the game at the end of the year is what it is. Because if you win, the, say Ohio State wins next year at the shoe, but then Michigan plays them 
in the Big Ten championship game, it beats in the Big Ten championship, well, then the game in the shoe didn't even matter. Yeah, it's kind of funny that you say that. I think you, I, it's, kind of, it's kind of weird that you kind of read my mind. If they do go to expand the playoffs even more games, don't you think that is, uh, Michigan-Ohio State game, the big games, the rivalry games should be played in September and October, meaning that they'll, they'll play, it'll mean more in September than it'll mean more in November when they kind of know where they stand? I think that if there's going to be a situation, we'll have to see how this thing plays out. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to run into a team three times in four weeks or five weeks, like that's that that's ridiculous. Like that doesn't make it. And I get that it kind of it, it could have potentially happened with the Lions, right? Because the Lions played two of their last three. Uh, was it two of the last three against Minnesota? And then they had not there yeah. was a, there was a scenario that they could have hosted Minnesota, you know, and that. That's with the expanded playoff. Like, that's not great. I don't love that. I understand it, but I don't love it. Uh, I would really hate that in college football because it's that one singular, we work all year for this game, and it's a great countdown clock. Awesome. And it's like, we worked all week for this game again. You just can't can't replicate or duplicate the meaning of the game. You know, so if they they ran into each other three times in four weeks or five weeks or whatever it was, I think you do look at moving all the rivalry games to like your first or second game of the regular season so that you, you at least spread it out a little bit. Yeah, I think, and I think that's what they're going to do, and they're just not telling us. I mean, obviously, these, all these leagues now do whatever they want to do. And, uh, and when, when, it, when they're ready, they just do it. I think that's, that's what's going to end up happening because I think it's the only way it can happen because you, you can't go with your scenario, like you said, three out of four weeks in November, December. And, they, and no matter what they do, last thing for me is they got to push those games from January 9th all the way up to December 9th. Those all got to be pushed up. And then that season, December 15th, and be done with it. That's, that's for sure. So, Anthony, I know you're up against it. Uh, have a wonderful day. Have a great day, partner. No, I, I agree. Like, you know, after the conference championship game, if that's what we're doing, like that's the thing about the expanded playoff, though, and doing all, like the automatic bids. Right, you didn't even play in your conference championship game. Why in the hell would you get into the playoff? You know what I mean? Like automatic bids. We automatically give three spots in the playoff to the SEC and the Big Ten. Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Do you scrap the conference? Cha- I think you scrap the conference championship games altogether. I think you're done with that. I think that's over. You know, you don't play the Minnesota Vikings at the end of the year for the NFC North. I mean, you do, but there's not a separate game for it. You have to scrap it. You got to get rid of it. The conference championship games have to go. 12-game regular season. Whoever wins the regular season is the best overall record. And if there's a tie, then it's head-to-head. And so on and so forth. Go down the tiebreaker list of who wins it. You know, no joint, no split, no nothing. Outright winners. I don't care if you need 15 tiebreakers. Outright winners. None of this tie nonsense. And if you get rid of the championship game across college football, conference championship, kaput, done. Win your regular season. There's your there is criteria mark number one. Win your regular season, you'll get in. The big four, power four, whatever the hell they are, they all know this, right? But you have to scrap the conference championship game because you can't crown a conference champion and then allow other teams to get in. No, you look at it like you would in the standings. First, second, third in the Eastern Conference. Going in. Right? 
First, second, third in the Western Conference. Going in. Of course, they do it divisionally, so it's three in the Atlantic, three in the Central. You know, you get what I'm saying. But you look at it that way. Top three in the overall standings of your conference, they're in. You do it that way, okay, scrap the conference championship game. Because that doesn't make any sense to host that and then to potentially have another matchup the following week. They go, it's just, that's ridiculous. So you finish top three in the standings, great. Then you put more emphasis on the regular season. The horse race there to the end. But you got to be done with that that extra game in Indy. See ya. Uh, I guess you just give us give everybody who won the Big Ten Championship banner that hangs in Indy. I guess you just give that to the school and be done with it. It was fun while it lasted. The evolution of sport, right? The evolution of it. But if you're going to go top three in the standings, because you're not going to do divisions anymore, you've wiped the divisions out. So no divisions in your conference. That's the only way to do it. Get rid of that title game. All right, that fake title game, by the way. We're going to step aside when we return. The head coach of the Grand Rapids Griffins. The boys are buzzing. Organization top to bottom. Everybody's hot right now. We'll talk to the coach, Dan Watson, coming up next year. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Brown's Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lois Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from Impact Power Sports and The Huge Show. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. From Traverse City to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City, you're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us. Ryan Elke, Ben Glaze, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Ben, do we have my guy on the horn over there? That we do. Joining us on the Meyer Super Center guest line, my good buddy, who the previous coach in the last hour, Barlow, wants to say a special hello to. He is Dan Watson, head coach of the Grand Rapids Griffins. The boys are buzzing. Coach Watson, Waddy, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Anthony. It's good to hear your voice again and, and glad to be on a show. 
Boy, I'm telling you what, it just it kind of gives me the chills, right? I, I saw your old pal Derek Lalone yesterday, you know, and it's just like, look at look at us, huh? Look at us. Who would have thought? This is so much fun. I, I thought is... I saw you. I thought I saw you all dressed up with a suit on, a tie. Well, you know, my mom always says dress for the job you want, not the job you got. That's but here exactly. I am sitting sitting down in a hooded sweatshirt, Coach. It's cold in here right now. So, you know, I'm just trying to survive. Your squad, uh, first off, from a nostalgia standpoint, you know, I, I reached out to you yesterday. And, of course, you know, you guys got a game and you respond right back. God bless you. And I, I just want to know when you look at the journey, right, because I thought a lot about that on my ride home last night. When you think about the journey of your life and your career and where you're at, where your team is at right now. Barlow was talking about you, you know, grabbing a, grabbing a beverage and some food to hop on a bus uh, on a Friday night to drive to God knows where, you know, a few years ago in Toledo, when you look at your journey and look back at it, what, what do you kind of, how do you kind of describe what that has been like for you? Well, you know what, every, every place, and, and I've only been one in Toledo, but you look at just the different experiences you have and you try to use those and, and gain as much knowledge as you can wherever you're at. And and in Toledo, as you know, Anthony, it was an unbelievable setup as for the coaching staff, for the players, for for everyone that walked through there. And so I'm very fortunate to to have worked with and been a part of that great organization. Um, unbelievable mentors as well with Joe Napoli, Neil Newcomb, uh, the surrounding front office staff that we had there. And and now you know, you, you bring some of that with us, you know, and, and that's one that I try to do here in, in Grand Rapids is bring some of that knowledge that I gained there, some of the experiences I gained there, and use it to, at this level as well. And, you know, it's funny that, yes, the hockey's a little bit quicker. Yes, things are a little bit different in this league, but you're still managing people. You're still having the relationships. You're still, you know, you're still trying to build uh, what we had in Toledo in terms of the culture, and all that remains very, very similar. Uh, so very fortunate that, you know, having hardworking parents growing up, uh, they, they taught me the work ethic side of it, very disciplined, and, and a lot of the coaches I had when I played, and now the experience I went through in Toledo has kind of culminated, and then here we sit today. You know, uh, Coach, what? how long is your commute right now? Because I don't think people – I try to tell the folks, and obviously we're still on Toledo, but for all of our affiliates across Michigan, I don't under, I don't think they understand the level of commitment to the game uh, that you had for so many years. So first I'll ask, and then I'll give the backstory out of it. How long is your commute to work now? Right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a block away, Anthony. I am probably a, a minute and a half to a two-minute walk. It's unbelievable. Folks, this guy drove from Cleveland to Toledo every single day. That is, are you talking about, for how many years did you do that? Uh, 14. <laughs> 14, 14 years. 14 years. And now you're a boy. 100 miles there, 100 miles home. Now, I mean, good God. And look at, look at you now, man. I, I love it. And, you know, the way that this, you know, the, the team, the organization, uh, the way that you and, and Derek have both newsy have, have kind of climbed. By the way, your, your old friend Dan Jones says hello. He texted me like at five o'clock this morning. I don't know what he's, he's up like Perfect. throwing stuff around on a 45 pound plate, just eating them for breakfast, right? He said, tell Waddy. I said, hi. I said, yes, sir. What am I going to do? Tell him no. Uh, but the way that this organization that you have been a part of now for so many years, Toledo, 
feeding Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids now feeding Detroit. You guys have uh, some some talent there where there are some guys that want to see themselves. You know, you look at a guy like uh, Jonathan Berggren, for example, Simone Edvinson, guys that have been there at the national level and now playing in the American. Have you had to have some conversations with guys about, you know, hey, look, this is where you're at right now. you got to maximize this right now. Or are they pretty are they pretty kind of, I wouldn't say set, but understanding of where they're at and where they need to go? Yeah, I mean, everybody. Everybody wants to play at the highest level they possibly can, especially when you've had a taste of it, you've been there. Uh, Bergie had success there last year. And so it is. It is you were, we're playing right where your feet are at today. Uh, today you're a Griffin, so you're going to work your hardest to, to be the best Griffin you possibly can, the best Jonathan Berger and some, uh, Simon Evanson, uh, Albert Johansson. These guys have to be the best version of themselves here. So now when they do make that jump, and, and these guys will play in the National Hockey League, when they make that jump, they're going to be more than ready. They're going to be confident in themselves. They're going to be. They're going to know what's going on. And I think that's the biggest thing is just some guys look too far ahead, and they, I don't want to say become complacent, but guys can. They can kind of wander. Their brains can wander from where they're at. And, and it's big. It's huge for us here. Just play where your feet are at. Be the best person and player you can be here right now. And we've had those conversations. And our our guys here have been doing an excellent job of just staying grounded, uh, doing what they need to do here to put the work in to continue to get better. So when that call comes, they're, they're more than ready. You know, you got uh, Taros down there uh, as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that, and it's and it's so it's interesting now as you know that level that you know you, you climb up to and how, how everybody's knocking on the doorstep, right? The be where your feet are is it's a good message for literally everybody, right? I mean, no matter what kind of workplace you're in, be where your feet are is the best possible thing. So you guys have a big game, a couple of big games over the last few weeks. Your team right now. 12-0-2-2 is the current streak that you're on. you got the point streak going. Everybody's got to be feeling relatively good about how, how well you guys have been playing of late. Is, is there a conversation organizationally that says, hey, look at the guys up, up top. They've, they've won six in a row. The Red Wings have. We're doing our thing. We're taking care of our business here. You had that monster game against Milwaukee. We get a hell of an effort to, up from Kosa, and we'll get to that momentarily. But is that something that's kind of talked about? Is like, look at the, look at the entire trajectory of the organization as a whole? Um, you know what? I don't, I, outside of Newsy and I calling each other and saying, you got to try and keep up to each other here. Uh, there's not. And to be honest with you, it's a good thing. And what we're focusing on is, is today. And then we're going to focus on tomorrow when that gets here. And, and the biggest thing is we don't want to look behind. We want to learn from what we've done and just continue on. I think if you start looking at, and we had the 18 game win streak in Toledo last year. And, and I think it was probably by about game 14 or 15, our guys started to talk about it and joke around about it just to stay loose and stay light. The guys here, we I, we haven't mentioned the, the streak once inside that locker room. I haven't heard the guys talk about it. All we talked about was keep it rolling, you know, and it's what we do each day that's going to help us do that, um, just being prepared. And, and same thing with Detroit. I think they're just talking about let's be better the next day. Let's be ready for this game because they've got some really, really big games, another huge one tonight. Uh, these teams trying to catch them, and, and you look at what they're doing. As long as they're focusing, and same with us. As long as we're all focusing on what we have to do that day, that's going to help us continue to have success and continue to grow and get better. And that's what we're ultimately in Grand Rapids. That's what we're trying to do. You know, the AHL announced uh, earlier this week that the your goaltender, your man between the pipes, Sebastian Costa, would be the Howie's Hockey Tape. 
AHL Player of the Week. Got to get the sponsor in there. Uh, this guy stopped 65 of 67 shots over two starts, including uh, that massive victory against the Admirals from Milwaukee. They had a 19-game winning streak coming in. That was a big one. You keep your point streak alive, as, as we just mentioned. But when you look at his game, how is he growing? Where Where is he improving at in front of your eyes? Yeah, I mean, we still continually talk about his off ice, you know, and, and last year had him in Toledo. It was the maturing side of it, uh, living by himself, <laughs> cooking for himself. Everything's for himself. And now this year, our goaltending coach, Rope Coyson, has done an unbelievable job of just making sure on a daily daily basis he's prepared. And, and there's vision training. There's weight training. There's cardio he's got to do. And he has a, his own personal schedule almost. And then he's following that to a T. And you know what? Now you can see the growth in his, his game off the ice, and it's, and it's leaking onto the ice for him in a positive way. The other thing I like, too, is he's battling. He's competing around the net. This league is really hard around both net fronts, and, and he's winning those battles. There's some bigger, stronger guys. I think almost every shot he sees that comes from the point is screened, if not double screened. And so he's worked through some of that now to, to make himself bigger, to make himself uh, available, to, to make a second save if he needs to. But uh, just the, the challenges that he's went through, a very good Texas team that he gets his first HL shutout on Wednesday. Then this Milwaukee team that comes in, who is an unbelievable team. They were up 4-2 to two going into the third period. We have to kill four penalties in a row. And now all of a sudden, now he's really tested. You know, our, our, your best penalty killer is your goalie. He stood tall. So just all these experiences for him, the way he's going about it day in and day out, uh, it's fun to watch. Coach, I've noticed something that with the uh, with, with the Red Wings on their on their power play, right? You talk about the special teams got to be special. You got to be able to kill the penalties. You have to be able to capitalize when you have a man advantage. That's about as 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 blunt and as blatant as saying water's wet, right? But it is the truth. And I've I've looked at the way uh, Newsy's got the Red Wings working on their power play, where they're starting to they've added this bumper spot, right? And I I need a little bit of an explanation. Do you guys use that uh, as well, where you got your man out in front screening the goaltender, you got guys on either wings in the in the basically in the faceoff circles there, and then they're using this bumper spot between the circles, and then one more guy behind that in uh, you know basically at the blue line, basically like a diamond and one, uh, if you will. Do you use that same sort of format and setup uh, on the power play in Grand Rapids, or is it more? less like hey you do what's comfortable with what you have there we're going to do what's comfortable with what we have here no we we use the same thing there are a lot of teams they call it the one three one uh you nailed it with the terminology too it is called the bumper for us too uh larkin's probably one of the top guys in the league in that in that spot and it's just for us the bumper is extremely important uh they've got a big job to do they've got to do a lot of the work uh, they, you know, they're skating around inside that area between the dots for support. They have to help out on any loose puck retrievals. Uh, obviously, they've got to be shot ready if they get any one-timers through there. They've got to be able to get to the net when pucks get there. These guys are vitally important to, to, to a successful power play. And we're obviously watching one of the best in the NHL. We've got some guys down here that do a really, really good job. But, yeah, we use the same um, you know, the same foundation, the same setup. Uh, it, it's working all over hockey right now. It can be, it can be really, really a useful spot out on the ice as long as you have the guys that are willing to do the work. You know, and so my next question about because I'm I'm fascinated by this because I'm looking at this and it's kind of like, 
Yeah, it's kind of like quarterbacking, right? Because the amount of feeds that that individual position is getting there between those circles with the amount of traffic, because it almost feels like everybody's so condensed, but yet the offense is more opened up. It's like we've boxed in the defense that used to be kind of a little bit more, I don't know, spread out and open on the ice when you looked at your typical sort of like one two two format there. Uh, but this bumper spot, the amount of pucks that they're taking, shrinking down the defense actually opens up the offense. Philosophically, I'm trying to understand, Coach. Yeah, no, I mean, because obviously that's the vital, that's a dangerous spot on the ice is right between the dots in that slot area, in that hash mark area. So the D have to cover that guy or the weak side forward has to cover that guy. So you put a puck inside there, whether it's to relieve pressure, whether it's to use him for a shot. Now you've got four guys typically on a penalty kill that are shrunk in, they're tight. Now it's going to open up to Brinkett. Now it's going to open up Kane. Now it's going to open up the top. Um, you know, and you're going to have multiple options just by putting up one pass inside that inside the penalty killer's box right there. You're going to shrink that in, and now it opens up the outside to start attacking uh, to start attacking the net. So, uh, again, a, a critical critical position uh, for a successful power play. I love it. Hey, and, uh, you know, I, I just, I, the structure, right? It's just been beat into my brain. That's all, you know, I wake up in the morning, all I'm thinking about is structure. And I don't even know what it means. <laughs> There's a, hey, it's, it's one of those words, you know, it's just like culture, structure, philosophy. They all get overused and no one really knows what's going on except until you start talking about it. But uh, it is, it's systems, it's systems. That's, that's what we'll call systems. it. It's our systems. I love it. Um, Elmer is a is a very large individual. We were laughing because we were trying to figure out. Um, you know, we were, I don't even know. One of our callers brought him up. Uh, Elmer and, and just how uh, how large of a human being uh, that he is. And you mentioned some of these guys that played up at the National Hockey League level uh, last year. And then you know, play where your feet are. Uh, he's another one of those guys that has been uh, right there. When you look at the makeup of of your roster and you look at what you have here, you know, trying to make a uh, you know trying to make a push here towards the end of the season and and what that you know sort of looks like for your club what would you say are the strengths what makes your team good and then what keeps you up at night well we're a deep team number one um that's good and it keeps me up at night because there's obviously tough decisions that have to be made with the lineup uh, but with that said I, when we're at our best when we're at our best we were a good four checking team we hunt and helm pucks in the offensive zone. And then in the defensive, the defensive side of our game has certainly picked up since uh, December 1st. And we're the top team in the American League uh, for expected goals against. We don't give up a ton of chances. And, and that's got to be our bread and butter. If we, can, if we can stop them, get the puck, go on the attack, that's, that's where our best. Now, with that said, we aren't a team that spreads the ice very well. We don't send a lot of guys out long to, to stretch the ice vertically. We've got to stay connected. We've got to stay five guys tight, move the puck quick, you know, five, 10, 15 foot passes to get out of our zone through the neutral zone. And same thing in the offensive zone. We've got to make sure that our structure, there's a famous word right there, they were all in the, the same thinking. You know, it's five guys on the ice knowing exactly what everyone's going to do. That's when we're at our best. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing for me right now is, is managing the amount of players we have here. We have 14 forwards. We have eight defensemen. They can all play. They can all help us win. They all have a great role on the team. And I think, you know, as a coach, you, you want to see everybody play. You want to see everybody have success. Um, and these tough decisions come down to me, and I love it. Uh, I wouldn't want it any other way because that means we're going to have a good team and, and can hopefully do some damage down the stretch here. 
You know, Coach, that was going to be my next question when you, when you mentioned about the lineups and, and having to have those conversations. And, and for our listeners, this is something that Coach Watson takes a lot of pride in, having that, that relationship with the players, being able to have upfront, honest uh, conversations so everybody knows where, they're, where, they're, where they stand at. And I really think that transparency is the key to trust, right? As long as guys know, hey, you know, this is the reason why I might be scratched for tonight's game, and this is an area that I need to get better. Maybe it's matchup-related or whatever the case may be. That's something you've all always prided yourself on is having a very clear line and a clean line of communication with your guys. Is there a directive as far as minutes or games played that comes down uh, the chain of command for what they want to see out of some of these top prospects that are there? Yeah, I think, I think they want to see these guys develop. And, and a lot of times the only way to develop is to play, get put in these situations, get put in these tough games against the Milwaukee. Uh, let's see how they do. And and that's the best way for them to learn. And we can put them through as many practice reps as we possibly can, but nothing nothing can duplicate a game like, like actually experiencing it. So, yeah, I wouldn't say you have to play this guy here, you got to play this guy here, but they do want them to play. They want them to be put in situations where they're going to get better, where they can learn. Um, and that's the great part about it because I think we've seen a ton of growth in all of our young guys this year. They're, they're a big reason why we're having success right now. And you mix in the veteran guys, the guys who have NHL experience, the guys who are great American League players here. Uh, and right now, I mean, that locker room is, is extremely tight, very close. And uh, you mentioned trust between coaches and players. There's a lot of trust and respect right now between all the players. And, and again, that's that close-knit group is going to provide results. Friday and Saturday at Van Andel Arena. You can get your tickets today by visiting griffinshockey.com. For all of you listening to us on 96.1, the game there, get on over there. The Iowa Wild are in town uh, tomorrow night, followed up by the Rockford Icehogs. His name is Dan Watson. He's the coach. You can find him on Twitter, X, whatever you call it, at dwatts 6 Coach Watson, my friend, it is an absolute pleasure. As always, it's great to hear your voice. Let's do it again soon. Sounds good, Anthony. Take care. Thank you. There he goes. That's uh, Coach Dan Watson. And um, just uh, a hockey term here, first class, right? Structure, first class. Uh, First class individual. Really is. Really, truly is. And uh, I hope that if you're in the greater Grand Rapids area, I know that a buddy of mine, Ken, was uh, his kid at a hockey tournament. I think he was in, like, Muskegon. And he was like, ah, I'm thinking about the Griffins game. I'm like, go. Go. Absolutely go. Do not, don't even think twice about it. Just go. And hopefully he'll get out to Van Andel Arena Uh, Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock puck drop against the Iowa Wild. For Ben and Ryan, I'm Anthony. So long. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? 
it's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here. AB's doing a heck of a job, and I'm ready to drop some huge opinions about what he's talking about later today at 3 on the Michigan Sports Network.